Hey everyone, welcome to the Pennant Chase podcast. So, no intro music this time, and uh, a quick story about that. Uh, it looks like YouTube has started to flag even royalty free music as being copyrighted, and that means that the copyright owner is uh, trying to monetize on. Uh, the work of the person who included their music. So uh, what this means is, uh, for example, for the Pen and Chase podcast, I downloaded some royalty-free music and acknowledged the creator of that music as I was supposed to do, and I'm supposed to be able to use that music. Uh, the problem is when I upload my podcast to YouTube, which I like to do because some people just don't use um, podcasting software on their phones. They prefer to just, um, they don't do podcasts. They would just prefer to watch it on YouTube, I think, which is perfectly fine and understandable. Um, the problem is uploading it to YouTube creates a, uh, a problem with copyright and so um, just to avoid all that right now I'm, I'm not gonna have the music although I feel for people who have actually purchased what they were told was royalty-free music and are now getting caught by this I've seen uh, quite a few complaints online uh, about this particular issue and so um, in my case I uh, I thankfully didn't um, didn't actually buy uh, the royalty-free music, but uh, I feel sorry for those who did. So just another one of the many challenges of the internet uh, these days. Um, so with today's podcast, uh, first of all, I hope the audio turns out much better than the last one. Uh, I was using for some different uh, software, trying some things out, and I had to, in post-production, kind of crank it up to make it usable. Um, I know it wasn't the greatest end result. Uh, hoping I've figured it out a little bit, and the audio on this version uh, turns out much better. Uh, if not, uh, we'll go back to the drawing board, but um, fingers crossed. So this episode of the podcast, uh, we're going to go back uh, to a change that was made now a few weeks ago and talk all about the arm rating change uh, and, and some of the subsequent really interesting conversations that happened after that change was made. Um, there, there were some really interesting conversations on the board. Uh, for this conversation and this discussion, I'm going to follow the same uh, technique I did with the last podcast where I'm going to kind of read through what I posted um, on my blog and then comment and riff and add more color uh, based on some of the subsequent discussions uh, as I read through it. So um, I'm just going to bring it up here while I'm chatting uh, and find that um, blog post, which I think was from early February. It's the last one that was posted. Yeah, it was the, the 2nd of February now. So uh, it's been a few weeks back. But uh, the, the blog post starts like this. Arm rating, one of the most despised and questioned aspects of pennant chase. Let's quickly dive into the history. The arm rating applies only to catchers and outfielders. It was a way to determine which players would be more likely to, one, throw out base stealers, or two, throw out a runner on the bases from the outfield. Infielders do not have an arm rating because the intent of the sim is that the ball in play is either an out or it's not. So what I mean by that is 
if you think about where an infielder's arm would typically come into play, let's say there's a, a ball hit into the hole and the outfielder, the infielder gets to it and then has an arm strong enough to throw someone out, or there's a or there's a slow dribbler down the line and the infielder charges and uh, and has an arm strong enough to throw a, a runner out, whereas a, a an infielder with maybe a lesser arm wouldn't have made that play and that play would have turned into a base hit. The thing is, hits versus outs is sort of already determined when the batter faces the pitcher. And the batter's batting average and the pitcher's statistics, they all have all of that factored in, right? Uh, uh, maybe a, a really fast batter has got more base hits in his statistics because he does hit some of those choppers that he's able to beat out. Um, it's it's maybe not a, a, a perfect solution, but the intent is that the the out uh, or the hit is already sort of determined. Where the arm rating really comes into play are things that are happening post batter reaching base. So uh, things like a catcher being able to throw out a base runner or an outfielder maybe throwing a runner out on the bases, right? So... Um, let me continue reading. While P, uh, when PC originally launched, we didn't have any stats to determine the arm rating. Thus, it was mainly available for custom leagues who wanted to manually distinguish certain players. Uh, the arm rating is binary. It's either a normal arm or a plus arm. Plus arms at the catcher position are particularly valuable because they can have a true impact on the opposing team's running game. So much so that users suggested I implement a manager's option to shut down the run game when facing a plus arm catcher. That was put into place in the early years of the website. So a little bit of history here. When, when I first created this game, and I created it initially for a league that I ran with my friends and family, uh, we, we wanted a way to distinguish the truly great catchers. And like the Yvonne Rodriguez, the Johnny Bench in a pool of otherwise normal players. And that was really the initial intent behind the rating. It was only there to put a slight distinction on the really uh, unique arms, right? And so that's why it's binary, and that's why it was there in the first place. Um, as, as the game evolved and more people got into the sim, um, there was a request made that said, hey, you know, I really would rather not run against strong arm catchers because it's detrimental to my strategy and I'm getting thrown out too often on the bases. And, you know, against a normal catcher, I'm fine with it, but I'm not fine with it against a strong arm catcher. And I thought that was a great idea at the time. That must have been several years ago now that that was implemented. And so we added that strategy option. Um, so let me keep reading here. As a quick and dirty solution, we used a player's assist totals to determine his arm rating. As most of you know, all aspects of PC are driven by real life stats. There are legal reasons for this, but it's also the tenant of the website to not have any arbitrary ratings. So that last point I talk about over and over and over again. Um, the site is all stats driven. There are no ratings and this really trips people up and it's it has become one of the problems with arm rating as well because when you think about something like an arm rating, you're thinking about a player's reputation and whether they have a strong arm or not. You're, it's really hard to quantify that in statistics, which is why we've had this problem in the first place. Now, we've had two problems really. The first problem is that I didn't have all the stats in the database that I needed 
to get more accurate, right? So what we did not have in the database when it came to catchers was the number of base runners they threw out and the number of attempts. So that's that's a big piece of data, obviously, that we were missing to be able to drive this off any kind of statistical result. But as we'll talk about here in the podcast, even having those stats makes this a really challenging thing to try to integrate into a sim because a the stats don't always tell the, the whole story and b the sample size typically the amount of times a catcher is trying to throw out a base runner in a season is very small we're talking you know a few dozen times think about if a batter only batted a few dozen times we typically don't even allow those guys to play in pennant chase right because they just don't have enough at bats for the stats to be meaningful we, we really come across the same problem with catchers and throwing people out the sample size is so small that it's it's hard to figure out what that percentage really means right but uh, certainly the arm rating based on assists was a huge problem that we're going to talk about and so moving to the actual percentage or at least leveraging the percentage I think is definitely an improvement and headed in the right direction and we'll talk more about that so going back to this point about the arm was being based off assists right so we we're trying to figure out what statistic could we use that was in the database that might give us an indication of whether this player did have a strong arm or maybe not even a strong arm is maybe the wrong way to put it but did this player throw a lot of people out on the bases right whether they're a catcher or an outfielder so continuing to read here for outfielders that works okay if you had a lot of assists in the outfield that season you deserve a plus arm so that it can be reflected in the sim it's not perfect every strong-armed outfielder has had seasons in which he didn't throw many people out in fact he may even get fewer opportunities because of his strong arm a few of you have brought this up recently on the boards pointing to outfielders that have strong arms that didn't have a lot of assists because nobody ran on them totally acknowledge that's an issue right it's a little bit of a different issue in that the sim right now like a runner on the bases is not going to hold because of someone's reputation in the outfield that's just not there it's going to be really hard to get into a sim that's purely based on stats um, but what we do have is that outfielders who did throw a lot of people out are going to throw people out in the sim because their stats say that they did right so at least we're we're somewhat true there i mean we are true to the stats and that's going to be reflected in the sim results um, and that's what I talk about here. If he didn't throw many people out in real life, why should he throw people out in the sim just because he has a reputation for having a strong arm? Well, that's the point I just made. Really, he, the, the, a player with a, a reputation for a strong arm who didn't throw many people out, there, in an ideal world, there's something in the sim that causes a base runner to not run on that guy, right? But we don't have a stat for that. Um, We'll talk about a little bit later about range factor and some of the other changes that might be coming that might be able to help that particular issue, but it's a different issue, right? Um, the, the problem here is that arm rating gets really confusing for people because they want to see someone with a strong arm have that plus arm, right? 
for example, Ichiro, who we all know had a golden arm, there were some years he had a lot of assists and some years he didn't. So you're going to, whichever, depending on the year you're using, sometimes he's going to have the plus and sometimes he's not, which also feels really weird because it's not like his arm got worse one year versus the next year. Um, but again, it's all based on stats. So um, the other small problem I talk about is that players who split time in the outfield and infield have a boatload of assists and thus automatically get the plus arm. Again, this is a minor problem. For one, if they are an infielder, they probably deserve the plus arm in the outfield. Secondly, if outfield is their secondary position, the risks far outweigh the benefit of the plus arm. So what I'm saying there is that you know, an in, a shortstop who can also play the outfield is going to have a good arm in the outfield. So the plus arm really isn't disingenuous there. Uh, also, though, uh, if you're playing him at his secondary position in the outfield, uh, you're gonna you're going to risk errors, which we all know in pen and chase is a pretty big deal, and you're you're playing a pretty big risk playing someone out of position, even at the secondary position. But for catchers, it's been massively problematic. In the past, we didn't have caught stealing stats in the database. After a lot of grueling work, we now do. So let's analyze how this could impact arm rating. So let me pause there for a second and talk a little bit about the grueling work. Um, I, this is one that, you know, you make a change like this on the website and it just seems like it just happens and it was probably pretty easy. Um let me just say that this was this was definitely a grueling one to get all think about getting the stats for every player who's ever played every season uh, get their caught stealing stats into the database and I was only able to accomplish this and this is something that you guys oh, some of you know I've been wanting to do for actually for several years um, I was only able to do it actually because there was a recent change made uh, in the way that uh, Baseball Reference, the great website that we all know, uh, there there was a change recently made in the way that you could kind of pull and export stats from their website uh, that allowed me to more easily ingest that data into the Pen and Chase database. Um, and so that made this all possible, but uh, it still made it a very challenging quest. Um, a quest that still took up uh, uh, an amazing amount of time, but um, was something that I really wanted to do. But now we're going to talk about some examples on on the impact. Uh, and then after 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 I talk about what I wrote about initially, we'll kind of talk about some of the other discussions that came up afterward. So let's look at Buster Posey in the 2017 Auto Leagues. He has a plus arm because he had 52 assists as a catcher and 25 assists as a first baseman. But his caught stealing percentage in 2017 was 38%. That's basically average in baseball history. If you look only at catchers with at least 30 attempts, the median in baseball history is 37%. Posey was perfectly average at throwing out base runners, but his plus arm is leading to a 47% rate across 2017 auto leagues. The best catcher in 2017 was Wellington Castillo of the Orioles, who threw out almost 50% of attempts against him in 50 tries. But he does not have a plus arm in pennant chase. As a result, he's throwing out just 39% of base runners in 2017 leagues. It's pretty clear this should be exactly reversed. Posey should have an average arm and Castillo should have a plus arm. Because if they did, uh, 
you would essentially you should essentially see those rates flip where you would see Castillo throwing out close to 50% and Posey throwing out more like 39%. And that actually more closely matches their real life stats, which goes to show that if the plus arm is allocated properly, you should technically see uh, a rate that more closely matches the, the player's real life rate right um now to pause on that for a moment because this a discussion was brought up about you know what do you do with catchers who were like really exceptional and threw out like 70 something percent right and an example was brought up in the boards i think of mike levaye who played in in the early 90s uh with pittsburgh and the white Sox and a few other teams and had a particular year where he threw out like 70 plus uh, percent he was known as spanky uh i don't think any of us um are acknowledging that spanky had a better arm than you know irod or johnny bench or roy campanella or anything like that right so what do you do with an outlier season like that especially in a game like pennant chase where spanky's going to be trying to throw out ricky henderson and vince coleman and ty cobb and all all sorts of potentially great base stealers right it becomes really problematic so it doesn't feel true to me that that a that a catcher any catcher should be throwing players out at a 70 percent clip um the other challenge there is that like someone suggested why don't we add a plus-plus arm for catchers who have thrown even more percentage, higher percentage out? And now you continue to muddle and confuse the arm rate. The arm rating gets now even more confusing because what does a plus-plus arm mean and why in the world would Spanky Levaye have a have a plus-plus arm, right? Um, because no one would think that he ever did in real life, right? Now you're just turning a percentage into... A symbol that is very confusing which admittedly we do that today with the plus arm right I mean I get that but if we're gonna move more closely to leveraging true percentage then I'd rather just use the percentage stat and get rid of the plus arm to begin with the reason I've kept the plus arm and we'll talk about this a little bit when I talk about the solution that's in place the reason I kept the plus arm is because I felt like the plus arm still worked pretty well in terms of taking a small subset of catchers and making them more efficient at throwing out base runners as they should be compared to everyone else who essentially falls into the same rate, right? I mean, uh, if you, again, if you look at sort of the rate of catchers and how they throw people out and the sample size is being so small on a year-by-year -year basis, you're going to hover around that 30% rate overall, regardless of who you were as a catcher. So um, someone brought up some instances where maybe catchers were really terrible. Um, they, they threw out like 20% and you could run on them all day long because they were just really bad at it. Or they had maybe maybe they had pitchers who couldn't throw hold their their base runners on or whatever. Right. And so that catcher in that particular year had a really bad year at 20%. Um, again, it's hard that that's kind of the same. I struggle with that one in the same way that I do with a catcher that threw out 70%. These outlier seasons, the sample size being so small in any one particular year, how true of how truly do we want to use that percentage? And is that really um, fair or genuine in terms of what the results are going to be? 
you know, it's a question I kind of leave hanging out there that I think we can address later as we start to analyze. Once this solution is in place for a while, we can start to analyze what the impact is and if it's getting us anywhere, uh, if it's putting us in a better place, right? I do want to talk about what I read about, which is one more fascinating example from 2017. Wilson Contreras of the Chicago Cubs, who is an athletic catcher who is known for having an arm. Sure enough, he has a plus arm in 2017 leagues. And remember, I'm writing this before I made the change. So he has a plus arm in 2017 leagues, but that's only because he had 86 assists in 2017. Yes, 86. And that's all at the catcher position. And get this, 36 of those assists were due to dropped third strikes, resulting in the batter being thrown out at first. Holy moly. Either Contreras sucks at catching the ball or his pitchers love throwing the ball in the dirt. I mean, that's just, that's amazing. 36 assists from drop third strikes. Um, so Contreras' assist total is clearly not about base dealing, right? Would you be surprised to know Contreras only threw out 27% of base dealers? In the context of throwing out base runners, Contreras should definitely not be a plus arm. Now, there are counter arguments. One, his pitchers could have been terrible at holding on runners. True, but unfortunately, we're never going to know that. We have to go with the stats we have. And two, his high assist total does demonstrate that he has a good arm. He obviously threw a lot of runners out in various situations, even if they were not stolen base attempts. Also true, but that benefit can be covered by the sim in a different way. And as I said, stay tuned for the range factor discussion. We're going to talk about defense and range factor and how can you take someone's defensive skill and apply it to the sim in a better way. I think that the fact that Contreras is a skilled defender is a different conversation than whether he threw base runners out at a, at a good clip, right? If we are only looking at stealing bases, Wilson Contreras wasn't that good at throwing out base stealers in 2017. So then I go on to say, now the big announcement. What's the plan? Well, I feel the arm rating works pretty well on the sim. I thought long and hard about switching to a hard line caught stealing percentage, but that doesn't make a ton of sense. First off, the sample size is really small for a lot of players. If a catcher threw out two of three base dealers, should he really get credited for a 67% success rate? That would destroy the sim. I think we can all agree on that. Also, if we were to use percentages, we would need to balance the catcher's rate with the base runner's success rate. Now, this is a really hard one because base running percentages run into the same sample size problem. And in a matter of fact, the problem is much, much worse. You have so many players over the course of a season who maybe only attempt a small handful of stolen bases because of strange circumstances. And then they're successful maybe on the majority of those. But what do you do with that percentage? If, if someone only attempted, you know, seven bases and stole four of them, does that mean they're a good base dealer? Not at all, right? Um, so that's a hard that's a hard statistic to play with as well. And again, it's because of the sample size. I think the speed rating that we've come up with based on other stats and the and, and the catcher arm rating, I think they worked pretty well together and they produced pretty fair and good results, which is why I wanted to stick with the arm rating for now. But what we did was and what I'm writing in the blog is what I think works the best is changing catcher's arm to be based on their success rate. If a catcher had at least 30 attempts and threw out at least 40% of base runners, that would put him in the top 40% of catchers in MLB history. That feels like a good number to consider a plus arm, and we can always tweak it. 
Okay, so now this is the huge point of contention that came up um, after the fact, right? So when I talk about um, a catcher with at least 30 attempts throwing out at least 40% of base runners, putting them in the top 40% of catchers, uh, that is, as users have pointed out, that is most definitely skewed to the earlier years of baseball history where the percentages were higher. Uh, the later years are problematic and users have pointed out some examples. I thought one of the best examples um, was Benito Santiago, who I think only has one or two years uh, over 40 percent, that magical number that we're using. Um, and the rest of his years are 30. Sometimes he gets mid to high 30s. So this feels pretty problematic for a guy like Benito Santiago, who was known for having a really good arm and he doesn't have the plus arm. So you think about, well, why, why was this the case? I mean, maybe in his particular era, in those particular years, it wasn't very common for a catcher to throw out that many base runners. Maybe um, it, the really fast guys didn't try to run on him because he had a good arm. Uh, some people have brought up that point that, you know, the really fast base dealers maybe didn't try it as much on the catchers with good arms. Um, that's a potential argument, although we're never going to know that. So that one's really hard to sort of bake into the sim, um, especially if you're talking about a sim that doesn't use reputation, that only uses statistics. So uh, I guess my reaction to that overall would be if catchers in that particular era were even the good ones, were only throwing out 30 something percent, then really what's the harm in all the catchers from that era having a regular arm and not a plus arm if there's only one or two guys who maybe surpass that 40 percent mark in that particular era then what's the problem with only those couple of guys having the plus arm well the counter argument argument to that that's been made is you know having some catchers with plus arms has really added to the strategy it's it's taken a guy like benito Santi santiago and giving him some value that he didn't normally have and you could say it's also getting him closer to his real life value because his real life value was that he did have the good arm. Um, all that is very true. And I, I also get that this becomes really problematic when you're trying to compare guys across eras because, you know, why should Benito Santiago have a regular arm in an all time greats league against Bill Dickey, who's got a plus arm just because Bill Dickey played like, you know, in the earlier years? Well, the problem is you can't really make era arguments in this game because we have era problems for every statistic, right? I mean, Bill Dickey also has a much higher batting average than Benito Santiago because Bill Dickey played in an era where it was easier to have a higher batting average. So we, we have these problems across eras everywhere on the site. You can't just cherry pick one statistic in that regard. Um, you know, the tenant of the site has been to remain true to the stats regardless of era. Um, this is something I'll talk about a little more later this year and some upcoming changes that may or may not address that. But um, going back to the arm discussion and the and the percentage of throwing base stealers out, uh, the reality is if, if all catchers in that particular era threw, threw out 30-ish percent, then really what's the harm in them all throwing out about that, that rate in pennant chase? Um, now, to the point of there not being enough catchers and not enough strategy, um, one of the users on the boards uh, did a great job uh, listing catchers that he thought needed to be included in 
some of the other leagues like the decade leagues that would add depth to those leagues because those catchers were more defensive oriented and hit that magical 40 percent number and i was more than happy to add those players to those leagues i'm i'm always happy to add players to player pools that make sense and uh in that particular case um i thought that was a great addition so uh, there are more catchers now in those leagues who might be uh defensive oriented but this change has definitely cut down the overall number when i looked in the database overall we there, there were about seven thousand something catchers with a plus arm and after i made the change there were something like five thousand across auto leagues so that cut you know two thousand catchers that's something i'm trying to do the math in my head but somewhere around a 33 percent cut right a little less than that i guess maybe a, maybe a under 30 percent cut but that's still that's still a big chunk right you're taking out a lot of catchers um who did have the plus arm now that was sort of the intent of the rating to begin with is that it was really only supposed to be meant for an elite group i think the challenge here is that have we found the right elite group if someone like Benito Santiago does not have the rating, but someone like Wellington Castillo does? Again, it all goes back to the stats in that particular year, and now the rating is based on a much more accurate statistic. So I think everyone's pretty happy with the change, even those who have challenged it. I think everyone agrees it gets us closer to real life. I mean, one of the examples was Paul LaDuca, who was not known for having a good arm, but did have the plus arm be just because he had a lot of assists, which means nothing. His stolen base caught rates were pretty low in his career. I think he's in the 20% for his career. That, there's a player who definitely should not have had the plus arm and did, and now much more realistically does not. So it has made the plus arms a, a more rare commodity, which I think from a strategic standpoint, um, is actually a good thing. Uh, I do want to go back and continue finishing out the blog post. Um, so I'm just going to go back and bring it up again real quickly. Um, cause I talked about Ivan Rodriguez and, uh, someone pointed out that, um, my example of Ivan Rodriguez was a rare example of someone who benefited from this, but in Ivan Rodriguez's case, who we know was, had a great arm, um, this change made complete sense because 12 of his 20 qualifying seasons result in a plus arm now. That's four more plus arm seasons than the current formula or the old formula, which is based on assists. In addition, 10 of his first 11 seasons are plus arm, which also makes sense considering a younger IROD would have a better arm than an older IROD. So this change is something that has to happen across all auto leagues at once. And I'm now doing this podcast you know, much after the fact, the change has been made. It's been up there for a while now. Um, for uh, custom leagues, they uh, could come to me and request, if you're using real stats or real life progression, uh, custom leagues could come to me and request that I make the change. I did not change any arm ratings in custom leagues. There was one custom league commissioner that came to me and requested the change and I got his league updated, uh, but no other custom leagues have reached out. Um, not not surprising because a lot of custom leagues will eventually move on to fictional progression. And at that point, um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but 
uh, if you import players moving forward, you will get the correct arm rating moving forward. So most leagues that use real progression um, will get the accurate statistics and the accurate arm rating anyway. Uh, a lot of people have asked about what the impact is to fictional players or fictional leagues. Um, there is no impact at all because the arm rating is still the rating, right? The, the catcher statistics are only used to change that rating when you create a fictional player those statistics those uh, statistics don't exist um so the fictional player just gets the plus or minus arm uh i don't want to call it a minus arm they just get the plus arm or the normal arm uh depending on what you want to do with that fictional player so fictional leagues and fictional players um not impacted by this at all um I think some of my closing thoughts on this would be, uh, you know, it's something that uh, we'll continue to analyze sort of the results and the stats and um, continue to get feedback on. I think this puts us closer to where we need to be. I think most people agree with that. The, the noise has kind of quieted down since we launched it, which um, leads me to believe that people have kind of adjusted and adopted and are okay with it. Um, you know, arm rating was something that, it cropped up like every once in a while where someone would just say, this is really messed up. And I would agree, it was kind of messed up. There was just no good statistic to base it off of. And so you had a lot of guys with, you know, a plus arm that really shouldn't. Um, I don't know that if you had too many that had a plus arm, or I don't know if you had too many that should have had the plus arm but didn't. Um, but either way, it was, it was just not feeling... Um, it was just not feeling right. And I think that at the very least, we now have a statistic that we can point to when someone comes and says, hey, wait a second. Why, when I look at the 2017 leagues, is Wellington Castillo a plus arm? Well, hey, did you know Wellington Castillo threw out 50% of base runners? Um, you know, we have a, an actual stat we can point to that will allow that player to perform more like he did in that real life season. Um, it's not without some challenges and some pitfalls. Some people brought up the fact that, you know, the 30 attempt limit uh, is um, is problematic in some cases where you have a catcher who maybe is just barely under that 30, 30, uh, 30 attempt mark, has, you know, 25 attempts, but throughout most of those runners, it's like, wait a second, why should that person not get the plus arm just because he didn't have 30 attempts? That's a fair argument. Um, my counter argument to that is now we are really, really starting to cherry pick random seasons that who knows how many people are actually using these seasons. I think the I think where this um, becomes the most frustrating is leagues that do real life progression that do uh, replays of real seasons and so you want those real seasons to reflect the players as accurately as possible i would say for those leagues and those commissioners go ahead and manually update the catchers as you see fit right i mean that's the best solution at this point if there's a guy you know if you're if you're replaying uh, 19 whatever 89 when benito santiago was a strong arm catcher and you want to give him a plus arm just go ahead and edit him and do it right um but it's hard to make systematic system-wide changes for these really niche cases or these leagues that are um, really specific, right? Uh, most of the stuff I'm doing, I'm trying to apply the best for 
most leagues, particularly auto leagues, and auto leagues get really tricky too because they cross eras. You have pools of players that um, cross eras, and and it can be hard to sort of balance that. So that's just some of the feedback on that. Uh, the the response to the catcher arm change was fantastic. Got a lot of really great information from you guys. Um, the the additional players that were recommended to be added were great. Um, some some really interesting ideas for the future some things to kind of keep tabs on that's what i love about this community the feedback is so great um and helpful and uh and 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 i'm glad that that people continue to challenge these things and and think about these things and look into these things so um this has been a a pretty long podcast i want to try to wrap it up here but um i do just want to mention that uh Coming up in the near future, we're going to talk a little bit more about defense, going to talk a little bit more about um, player statistics as a whole. I think I mentioned in the last podcast that um, I was reading uh, Keith Law's book, and I might have some more comments on that. I'm I'm more than halfway through now. I think I'm getting pretty close to being through it. Um, So that may be something I can weave in and out of some of the conversations, but um, I'm excited for some of the things that um, that this year holds. And uh, as I'm recording this, actually, that last night there was a really um, interesting board post um, by Marty who had talked about wanting to add um, some more different kinds of auto leagues. And I responded back on that. I don't want to dive into that conversation right here yet in this podcast because I'm running out of time, but that may be something we talk about later as well. Um, I encourage anyone to, to jump on the boards and kind of read through that thread because I think it's really interesting. Um, but, you know, the most important thing is you guys know i always appreciate the feedback it's what makes this site go and uh your feedback on the arm rating change um has been great and you know i'm i'm happy to report that i think most people have uh received it very well so um thanks again for listening sorry for no uh, music on this podcast we'll see if we can figure out an alternative for the next one uh have a great day and uh, look forward to talking to you guys again soon